This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today. Off Scripts Time Capsule. Rating and ranking the years that have shaped us. I'm Robbie Greenfield and alongside me is Chris McCarty and Sona Rapani. Working our way through the years, we'll highlight world events, cultural achievements and the stories that have been forgotten. Let's take a look at some of the international events that took place during this year. Stephen Hawking published A Brief History of Time, obviously a classic book where you read it? I haven't read it, but it's always been on my list. You know what? There's something very daunting about it. Just the idea of a book. And I understand the whole point is that it's meant to be for the lay people to really break down for you how the universe works, how it developed, and even apparently the eventual fate of the universe and what will happen. And I find that fascinating in topic, but I also think, oh, there's no way. Nope. It doesn't matter how he wrote it. There's no way I'm understanding yeah, that, right? That's exactly it. Keep your ignorance is bliss. So yeah, exactly. Just keep your head you know, in the at sand. some point, at some point, I'll try it. I'll try to take it on. But obviously, that was a, a big thing that came out in 1988. It was also a big year for the internet because it was the first year that an internet worm came out. Don't ask me what an internet worm is, but it's some sort of cyber attack. The thing is, we've talked about this before, the Morris worm. It was the first computer worm distributed through the internet, and it was written by a guy called Robert Tappan Morris. Now, he launched it from MIT. He didn't mean to do it in terms of it being an attack. He was just kind of exploring what might happen. He wasn't he wasn't trying to actually issue an attack, but what ended up happening was he brought down 10% of the internet. But in 1988, you're kind of also thinking, who's on the internet? Uh, how what, big, is, how the big internet? is the internet that like taking it down 10%? But people in NASA, people at universities, obviously government, that affected all sorts of people. They had He had basically slowed the whole network to a complete crawl. And the reason this is significant is not so much of that 10% of 1988, but it basically was the start of cyber attacks. Mm. I mean, this was an inspiration to anybody who was looking to... I mean, it just goes over my head. Where do you start? You open mm. up a laptop. Where do you start? With building a worm that can take down the... I mean, it's just... I mean, it is amazing. And I do... I have a fascination with all these kind of computer hackers, etc. I mean, they are... They're, they're, listen, I can't condone what they're doing, but they're highly, highly skilled individuals. Yeah, just the ability to think through doing something when you know all the protections are in place. Listen, like you said, appeal, we, can't, we can't condone it, but there is also something impressive about yeah. it, isn't there? It's, it's the appeal is that these guys are coming up with, it's like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. They're, they're, they're looking for little holes. The kind of things that matrix. nobody else is seeing, right? Yeah. So there, is, there is something quite appealing to it. Another thing that happened in this year, the World Health Organization began its mission to eradicate polio. I think now it's easy to forget how big of a deal polio was at one point. So when polio was at its peak in sort of mid-20th century, it killed half a million people every year. In 1988, when this campaign started, there were more than 125 polio endemic countries. Now there are only three that remain. I mean, they have eradicated polio cases by 99.9%. That's astonishing. It's it's one of those things that seems like such a bygone era, but uh, you know, a friend of mine from the US, his dad ended up spending years in an iron lung. This is just one generation above us. And I just, yeah, polio, you never give it. Yeah, you never even thought. think about it, Quite do you? Another thing that, little, that happened, the first McDonald's restaurant opened in a communist country in Yugoslavia. And there was such excitement about it that police had to be called in to keep order. <laughs> Because there were hundreds of customers waiting in lines around the block in um, one of Belgrade's main downtown squares. And I love the quotes from some of these stories, looking back at stories that were written in 1988. Um, 16-year-old Dragan Petrovic at the time, Petrovic, sorry, said, both the hamburger and the restaurant are fantastic. I think Yugoslavs will like them. Five of his teenage friends nodded in agreement. (laughs) 
Uh, listen, hey, you know my thoughts on a Big Mac. Excellent. Obviously, not every night, but... But, you know, also kind of a big deal, the idea of this icon of capitalism and the capitalist opening world up opening up in a communist country. It was at the time quite unheard of. World Expo 88 opened in Brisbane by Queen Elizabeth II. It was a six-month event that attracted about 15 million people to the city's South Bank. It's very much credited with building up the city to its current status. So 15 million back then, and of course, until the pandemic hit, it was, I think, 25 million, if memory serves me, was the Good target. Good memory. I would have had no idea. For Dubai. Six months. Still yeah. six months. But it's interesting. It's gone from 15 million, was the aim, back in 88, to about 25 million. Uh, another thing that happened, global warming. We take for granted how long the concept of global warming has been around, right? It was actually back in 1988 that for the first time a NASA scientist called James Hansen testified in the U.S. Senate that a man-made global warming had begun. This was the beginning of that kind of concept. So don't get me wrong. Scientists had kind of noticed and observed rising global temperatures that had been happening in recent years. It's not like they were unaware of it. But this was kind of when a big speech was given to declare that this was not a natural variation of this warming trend, that it was indeed due to a buildup of carbon dioxide and other artificial gases in the atmosphere. And now, you know, 30-odd years later, we're still battling with the concept of people accepting The conversation is a little louder, perhaps, than it was in 1988. What about men experimenting (laughs) in this year? Because you told me this earlier, and I was going, nope, nope, nope. I think this is one of my favorite aspects of this year, because I found, I was looking into some of the fashion trends of 1988. We all know the 80s, 90s have come back, right, recently. I really enjoyed this because I found an LA Times article that was actually from 88. And it was explaining how men were experimenting in particular with fashion in that year. And one of the looks they're testing, it says, is among those that Don Johnson made famous on the TV series Miami Vice, men are slipping their bare feet into dress shoes. Some go as far to wear Oxfords over bare feet for black tie parties. Yeah. Well, quite impartial. You know me, I like an ankle sock. Yeah, an ankle sock is different. This is no sock. This is no sock. This is bare feet. And no I love, sock. there's a student that they quote in this article, um, just a university student called Christopher Rivard. And he says, it has a lot to do with attitude. With the no socks, you look like you're breezy. Off the cuff. No. <laughs> if you're wearing a dress shoe without a nice sock, yeah, loafers is one thing. You know, yeah, I mean, loafers are a bit different. We're talking a dress shoe with no socks. A dress shoe with, a, with no socks. That's just, I mean, that is rascal. Those shoes I wouldn't advise would not that. be faring well after a couple wears. I no, feel like not in Dubai. Yeah, not, not in the heat either. Certainly not. Another thing that made a real appearance were faded blue jeans with holes in the knees. Yeah, those haven't gone anywhere. At all. I'm partial to a faded blue jean. Apparently heavy metal rockers made those popular. Um, So this was kind of the emergence of that trend, which is obviously still around. Uh, Another thing that came up, and this is in part thanks to Jack Nicholson, is men starting to wear sunglasses indoors at night. Nope. Nope. (laughs) That is my biggest... That is my biggest issue, for goodness sake. It's the same with people with sunglasses in the mall. What are you doing? It's a big no-no for me. Yeah, Sunglasses well, this is, this is a big thing. And the same university student explains, you can really let it go. You can close your eyes or look at someone else's dance partner. That's just creepy. <laughs> totally that creepy. means that you're being a bit perverted is what it is. Yeah. Clean-cut ponytails for men as well. Young men wearing short tailored ponytails to imitate Bono. The lead singer of the U2 band, the article now, says. I apologize in advance. Well, I should have apologized for any of you that are partial to a sunglass indoors, but you're just, well, it's just stupid is what that is. Ponytails on men. Nope. 
Oh, come Absolutely on. Absolutely not. I mean, the bun, at least. A bun? The bun is different. A bun is very different. A ponytail. I'm thinking... Yeah, no. you, you know, it's similar to the bun, except instead of wrapping it around, you're just kind of letting it hang. I immediately think of Tony Silver in Karate Kid 3. It's just, nah, it's not a good look. That reference has gone a you little ha- bit above my head, but I'm thinking of similar to the bun, but just letting it hang out instead no, of No, you've got to have a certain face and head shape. I mean, I, for one, could not pull off a ponytail, for example. That would be an odd look, but you never know until you try it, Chris. We, you can't knock it till you try it. Given the fact that Robbie Greenfield is growing out his hair right now, do we convince him? Imagine Robbie I've already, I've already put, planted that seed. Do you not recall when if, you first told us if, he was he was growing his hair out? I said, you got to go all the way. you got to go for the butt. It would be the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life if Robbie Greenfield <laughs> was to stroll in here wearing a ponytail. And for those of you that know Robbie, just picture that for a second. Robbie Greenfield in a ponytail. With his little hat. We will make it work. Movies and music, yep. two anchor pieces to any year. Yeah, and this is I know this is where your rating really comes from. It really is. About 85% of your rating for a year is dependent on the movies of that year. So I wonder how this year will do because the number one grossing film of 1988 and also uh, the Oscar winner, I believe, as well, was this one. If we're going to be here the entire morning with no, with no maple syrup right. and, 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 no, and no toothpicks, I'm definitely, definitely not right. going n- to have my, my, my pancakes. With, with, uh, right. Dustin Hoffman in that movie. Rain Man. Rain Man. What a movie. I Tom Cruise. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> I think of all the movies I haven't seen, that was the most disappointment. It is. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't, I'm not embarrassed to admit you shed a tear at the end yeah. of that movie. Well, I'm really that. looking forward to watching it, actually. The other one, number two on the list, was this. Cut, 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 cut! What is wrong with that take? Nothing with you, baby Herman. You were great. You were perfect. You were better than perfect. Just Roger. He keeps blowing his mind. Who framed Roger Rabbit? First time genuinely as a kid. I fell in love with a cartoon, yeah. Jessica Rabbit. We all did. We all did. Oh, my Lord. How weird was that? There's a lot of confused thoughts back then, I'll say. I'm not going to lie to you. Wow, so, back then, are you still in love with Jessica yeah, Rabbit? No. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Back then, confused. That's what I was. Jessica Rabbit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you would think they would know better than to do that to yeah. little kids, you know? I mean, Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> right then, where are we going next? Coming to America oh, also brilliant. in this year, number three on the list. We're in New York now. Let us dress as New Yorkers. I feel like a complete idiot. Love that. Didn't work at McDonald's. He worked at McDoubles because obviously <laughs> yeah, that's right. they didn't get rights to run. <laughs> and McDonald's. he was so proud of his very first job of taking out the trash, I think oh, it was. from uh, Where is he from again? Zamumba. And it was, I like oh, what you like. Oh, good memory. I think it was something like that. Zamumba. Okay. All right. What do you like? I like what you like. No, but what do you like? I like what you like. <laughs> and then, of course, he goes on this voyage of discovery. Yeah. Just a great I mean, Coming to America 2 just came out, didn't it? Has, it's already been out. I feel like it hasn't gotten the best reviews. Uh, that does not surprise yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you don't even know it's just come out says enough, I think. Coming to America, I watched it recently. Again, I've watched yeah. it many a times, and it's just brilliant. It's so <laughs> good. It is a fun movie. Here's another one I know you're going to like, Die Hard. Who are you, then? Just a fly in the ointment, Hans. The monkey in the wrench. Monkey in the wrench. <laughs> yippee ki Bleep bleep. Yeah, I couldn't complete that clip. I ran around as a wee kid shouting that out much. Oh, no, you 
too. Yeah, I did because I just loved it. Did your mum have to have a talk with you? Absolutely, numerous times. Yeah. Yippee kaye, bleep bleep. Because it was so good. Hans Gruber, of course, Alan Rickman no longer with us, and then John McLean. Yeah. Oh, what a movie! Was Hans was. Hans Gruber him doing that accent? Because I haven't seen Die Hard since I was a kid, and listening back to that today, I mean, he was trying to do a German he accent, was. Alan Rickman. That I'm uh, I'm a I, fan of his, but. You clamber I don't know about that board. accent. You clamber on board Hans Gruber. <laughs> and then, of course, the second movie was his brother, Simon Says, played by Jeremy Irons, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so good as well. Oh, I'm going to have to. I, I can tell you're enjoying 88. This I'm one also it. from Tom Cruise. Well, these are just some of the tasks you'll be asked to perform, young Fanny. This is the Upper East Side, the saloon capital of the world, big time. Are you ready for the big time, young Mr. Flanagan? I think I can handle it. Watch that movie. So, so there's a famous dance scene in that movie, isn't there? Yeah, cocktail. Yeah, first time he jumped around on a sofa. Elizabeth Shue is in that movie as well, if memory serves me correct. Eventually, I'm spoiling it for people Mm. that haven't seen Cocktail, but... That is the love interest of Flanagan, Tom Cruise. Great movie yeah. again. Short Circuit 2, which I know you're a fan of as well. Well, Short Circuit, not so much Short oh. Circuit 2, but I'll play this clip anyway. Oh, that's the real one. That's the real number two. Uh, number five. Number five. Please, call me Johnny Five. Johnny, you have taken name for yourself? Oh, I choose many things for myself, but did not choose traveling in a box. I choose to fly tourist class, but they say I'm cargo. No movie, no magazine. What are you doing here? I am not understanding. Steve Gutenberg (laughs) in Short Circuit as well. The man who's famous for uh, Three Men and a Little Baby and a Little Lady. He's also in Police Academy. Oh, right, of course. He is now, Steve Gutenberg. He would be a good off-script guest. Ooh, writing that on the list. I'm writing him down. He would be great. Uh, A couple others from 1988. Beetlejuice, Naked Gun. Naked Gun. Did you ever watch A Fish Called Wanda? No. That was a big one in that year. Kind of a quirky movie, I think. Twins, one of your favourites? Twins. Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, and I think I said this a a couple of weeks back, there is a sequel in the works, Eddie Murphy. I think you've mentioned this. He's getting involved in that. I don't know if I want to see ageing Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny Danny. DeVito. Uh, Twins, if it's done well. Yeah, I guess it depends. It really does depend on how they execute it, doesn't it? Sanjay's been in touch. He has seen Coming to America, which is the sequel. He said, so bad, switched it off midway through. So that's all we need to know Hmm. on the sequel to Coming to America. But that is a vintage year for films. Yeah, it's a great film, right? What I like is you have the big blockbusters, but you also have some of those quirky films as well. Heathers, cult classic. You've never so I had never heard of it. I only watched it maybe like five or so years ago. It's kind of like a precursor to Mean Girls, but it's kind of dark. It's twisted. It's weird. Shannon Doherty is in it. First time I'm hearing of it. Yeah, I mean it's a good cult classic type of movie that I think a lot of people will know. Which I'm not playing the clip for. Child's Play. I remember in the UK they were burning the VHSs of Child's Play. Were they? Because it was so frightening. And that was one of the worst things. If Jessica Rabbit was a good thing (laughs) in my childhood, Child's Play. So you watched it? Oh my Lord. How old were you? 10, 11, and literally that was the landing light was left on until I was about 27, I think. Is that why the landing light is still left on? That is why. Child's Play, Chucky was, yeah, at a young age, I do not advise any parent, and my mum, I've had words with her since, (laughs) to allow their child to watch Child's Play. Petrifying. You should not let your young child watch a horror film. I had the same experience. I think it was six or seven, watching all sorts of... My parents had no control 
There was no there was no restrictions of the R rated movies. There was absolutely none. Listen, that was not a good idea. We've talked about movies, but let's talk a little bit of TV. Home and Away premiere. Oh no, we're talking the Wonder Years. The Wonder Years, not so much. No, not home, so much. Home and Away. Okay, this is a personal favorite of mine, but perhaps it won't resonate with you. Count Duckula. No. What the heck is Count Duckula? <laughs> Count Duckula. It was like some animation. Nothing to do with Huey, Dewey, and Louie. No, no. Count Duckula was like a, I think it was a British animation. Oh, anyways, it's fake. But let's move on to the music. It's vague. I think it's niche is what it is. (laughs) Only only watched by Sonal Rapani in Dubai back in the day. Tell me somebody else enjoyed Count Duckula, please. And Banana Man, remember Banana Man? Banana Man, absolutely. I always put them in the same boat. Count Duckula and Banana Man. Uh, For music, the number one selling album was by this guy. He put his cheesy wham days behind him. Yeah, good karaoke song, that. Yeah, you know, George, it is. I love this. is probably my favorite George Michael song. I agree with you. Good karaoke song. And I would also say, now as I'm thinking about it, because we've played some earlier George Michael songs, he is probably the one artist I, I have who has me the most polarized <laughs> with the different music he's done. Like, yeah. I love some of his music so much and hate some of it so very much Absolutely. as well. Yeah. I can hear um, you on that. This one as well from NXS. popular one that mm. on our playlist I feel yeah. like that gets a play every now and again this surprises me because I didn't realise it was that old yeah 1980 I would have thought it was 90s great song um, Belinda Carlisle as well this is Rascal Ooh, baby do you know that's to admit this a bit embarrassed but that also built in karaoke tune yes. that has been sung not too far from here in TCOM a couple of times late or as early 80s, as morning. 80s power ballads go it's on my okay list what that heaven is a place yeah, on earth I don't mind it it's rascal you know it's not for every day but every now and then, it's you know? It's been sung at about three in the morning. Exactly. On a Saturday, that's for sure. There's a reason. There's a reason you go to it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It draws you to it. MJ had a couple of his best songs, probably The Way You Make Me Feel, Dirty Diana as well. Dirty Diana, an underrated song of his, I would oh, say. Oh, Dirty Diana. It's one of his Absolutely. Best. And then this. I, I actually can't quite believe this is 1988. Mm. What a song this is. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better Starting from zero, got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Tracy Chow That song always puts you in exactly that mood When you're Correct. in a car, when you're driving, windows down Correct. It's a specific time and place that you listen to that song It was a big year for athletes Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Conor McGregor, Khabib Nurmagomedov Tyson Fury, Virat Kohli up until about three hours ago, did you know who Steph Curry was? Yeah, of course. Did you? Yeah, I don't know much about him, but I know the name. Kevin Durant? Yes. Okay, I'm Yeah, clear. come on. Who does Kevin Durant play for? Uh, Golden State Warriors? He did. I'll let you off half a point for that. He's who does he on. play for now? Brooklyn. Mm. Yeah, he's okay. there with James Harden and Kyrie Irving. The 1988 Summer Olympics were held in Seoul in South Korea. The UAE, in fact, competed. They had 12 competitors. They took part in 15 events in cycling and swimming. 
The game um, got off to quite a dramatic start at the opening ceremony. The torch was run into the stadium by a 76-year-old, Son Ki Chung, who was the winner of the 1936 marathon. Uh, Ben Johnson set a world record in the 100-meter dash. He apparently tested positive for steroids. He did test positive. It was a big... Hoo-ha. Big scandal. The first well-known athlete to be disqualified for using drugs. And that was the start of it. So yeah. it was. Table tennis made its first appearance in the Olympics. Uh, tennis also returned as a medal sport. This was after a hiatus of 64 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was it was an interesting Mike year Tyson. for the Olympics. Yeah, Mike Tyson. He beat former title holder Larry Holmes. TKO round four. That was at the convention centre in Atlantic City. Marco van Basten scored... Arguably the greatest goal in European Championship history in the final, Czechoslovakia, Munich. Just this sumptuous volley from a ridiculous angle. Mm-hmm. Marco van Basten, one of the very best number nines of his generation. I'm giving this, I don't think it's quite 85. I'm giving it an 8 though. I'm a big fan of 88. I was going to go 8 as well. You and I are really in sync with our ratings. We are. Off Scripts Time Capsule. Rating and ranking the years that have shaped us. Thank you for listening to The Time Capsule. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate it, and please do, if you've got a moment, give us a review. This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today.